Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing. And we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today to partner with us here on Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, Managing the Miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner of Moments of Grace. This is your host, Dr. Adriel Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. The, the beautiful, beautiful thing about life, my friends, is we, we all are preparing. You're, you're preparing for something, okay? Um, part of us being, and I believe this, I, I don't know where you are. If you're a listener of me, you know that I'm um, a disciple of Christ, not so much a Christian, and I'll explain that some other day, but I'm a disciple of Christ. I love walking in his footsteps, love to hear his voice in, in the word, love Abba, the Father, and love to hear the root God, the Holy Spirit speak to me. Preparation, we're all preparing. You're going to prepare for change. You're going to prepare for your new home, your new job. Here in this last year, we all were, were throwing monkey wrenches, you know, that we all had to change in some manner or some way. And, and so whether you were prepared or not, life is coming. It's going to come. It's going to pull you into it. Um, Malcolm X said, education is the passport to the future for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for today. My guest today has been preparing quite some time. Ever since she was in the fifth grade, she was writing short stories that opened her imagination up to the world. Uh, she accredits uh, the Toastmasters International for helping her to build her confidence and also her speaking skills. She's a podcaster. She's a, a, a part of a best-selling book that was on Amazon, The Queen's Experience, and also has a book herself, Speak Life Moments. And like I said, she's near and dear to my heart because she's a podcaster, she's a mother, she's a wife of 14 years, and just a, as you'll hear, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal young lady. And she has a website, Sherry Speaks Life. And so we'd like to thank her for coming here with us. Sister Sherry Jones, welcome to Moments of Grace. Thank you. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I was like, he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much uh, for having me on today. Oh, we're so, so happy to have you here with us on today. Now, we, we could we could introduce you all day long, but, you know, like I, I always say, you know, it's a mighty poor frog that, that don't croak in his own pond. So yes. <laughs> you would introduce yourself also, Sister Jones. 
All right. Thank you. I love that quote. My daddy used to say that all the time. It's a poor frog that don't praise his own pond. So I'm going to praise my pond just a tad bit today. Um, listeners, thank you so much. As you said, I am Sherry Jones, um, an author, inspirational speaker, podcast host, coach, some of everything. I wear a lot of hats. Um, as he stated in the fifth grade, I started writing, but that's really um, evolved. I've written plays. Um, but I have books, as he mentioned. My first book um, was a Christian fiction novel, Trouble Don't Last Always. It took me 10 years to write that book, y'all, because I was just filled with fear and insecurity and just not being sure of myself. Um, you know, but I got it out there and it's been a blessing. Um, but my most recent book um, is an Amazon bestseller, Speak Life Moments, A Transformational Journey. And in this book, I, it's 21 days. It's a 21-day devotional where I share impactful moments in my life that taught me how to speak life. And I can say when I first started writing the book, I thought it was going to be one way, and the Lord pumped my brakes and was like, mm -mm -mm, it's going to be another way. Um, because um, as a speaker, I go live on Facebook on Monday nights on my Sherry Speaks Life page, and I share oh. these messages, and I call them Speak Life Moments. Okay. And so when I first started writing the book, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take these speak life moments, like the top 30, and I'm going to package them up real good. And this is going to be my book. Okay. Well, mm -mm. once I started writing, the Lord was like, no, I need you to dig deep. I need you to be personal. I need you to open yourself up and share yourself to your readers. Um, so when you're going through speak life moments, um, I'm being transparent. I'm being raw, but I'm sharing the lessons that I I've learned about the importance of speaking life, the importance of words in your life and how they impact every aspect of your life um, so that maybe you won't have to go through some of the tests and trials that I did. Right. Well, you know, the... the um, and so that's the latest book. Um, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, my dear sister. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was just saying, so that was Speak Life Moments. Um you know, transformational journey. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, uh, he also mentioned the Queen Experience. That was a collaborative book that I did with some other ladies, phenomenal ladies from all over the world. Um, and that book is also an Amazon bestseller. And then most recently, the podcast, um, We Are the Church. I started that really, it seems like everything I do is kind of based on those um, inspirational messages that I do on Monday nights okay. um, because that's what inspired the podcast as well. Um, I did a message called We Are the Church. It was right after COVID had shut all the churches down. Hmm. And um, I did the message saying, oh, I was so impressed that there were ministries that were stepping out of their comfort zone, that were going live for the first time, that were using Zoom, all this technology that's always been at our hands, but we were forced to use it in that moment because the churches were shut down, but the gospel still had to go on. Right. Um, and so that's why um, the message was, we are the church. And... Um, then the Lord kind of woke me up. It was on Wednesday morning. I just couldn't sleep. And people had been telling me I should start a podcast. But um, I had downloaded the hosting app, hadn't done anything with it. Well, that Wednesday morning, I, I, the Lord said, that's the name of your podcast. We are the church. Mm. And so I was like, okay. 
I'm going, you know, roll with it. I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know, you know, I had been on one podcast at that point and I kind of saw how she did things. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of follow her pattern and how she did with me. And I'm just going to start this podcast. Um, of course, I've changed since then, you know, increased, done better with my technology, some things. Um, but I'm excited that we've celebrated six months. Um, awesome. So I'm still a newbie podcaster, but... But awesome. um, that's kind of who we are right now. Yeah, we we actually uh, heard one of your podcasts with Doctor um, McDonald. Great podcast, yes. and also I think it was um, was it Reverend um, Jerry Martin Quick uh, Duggan? No, uh, Jerry. Oh, Dugan. Dugan. Jerry Dugan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, so love your um, love your format. Love everything that you're doing, and, and very inspirational. And that's that's what we need these days. As we're, because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't, dear Lord, there's enough, <laughs> enough negativity going around, and I always yeah. say, oh, nobody, nobody needs my voice, uh, 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 needs my opinion, scratching on the board, because that, that's all it is, you know, just, just someone else, <laughs> you know, how you take the nails on the board. So yeah, that's, what, that's what it sounds like, you know. You hear you, after the sad reality, though, my sister, is that you hear that so much, it just becomes wallpaper that you know you don't uh-huh. hear the the negativity because everything seems to be negative. So thank you so much for having such a a positive voice, and uh-huh. you know your your podcast, your, your your books, and everything that you're doing, and all of this is inspirational. Um, uh-huh. How did you get here? We we know you've been writing plays and things of that nature, but uh, you mentioned you know as as uh, that little fifth grade little fifth grader uh, coming up to your first um, play, your first book, uh, or your first novel. Uh, share with us that journey. How did you get from I wrote books here, and then somewhere along the line there was fear and things of this nature, and you had uh, an opportunity to. to um, take part of Toastmasters and and mm-hmm. kind of get your confidence but share with us that journey from that 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 fifth grader to um staying in front of a crowd there at Toastmasters mm, wow yes that that was quite a journey um as a fifth grader my teacher she just gave us a short story assignment you know I'd never written anything before I love to read Um, And so when she gave us the assignment, I was like, oh, I'm going to create this whole world. And I had this lady. She it was a crazy story. She was a detective and she was trying to solve this murder. But then, of course, I had to put a love story in there. I was in the fifth grade. So she fell in love and then she finds out she's pregnant. And it's just like this all over the place story. But I just, you know, I, I fell in love with writing at that moment because at that time, when I was a fifth grader, I did not have um, very good self-esteem. I had low self-esteem because I was awkward. Um, I was what you would call nerdy. Um, the kids teased me a lot. And so for me, writing was an outlet. And it was an opportunity for me to create my own world. And so um, I, I started that writing and even um, kind of date myself a little bit. But uh, when I was in high school, Ebony Magazine had a short story contest. Okay. It was a national short story contest. You could submit your stories. And so I wrote this story called Peaches. 
still my favorite story, but it was about, uh, it was set in the 60s, and it was about this little black girl and this little white girl, and they were nemesis. They just did not like each other. They just couldn't stand each other, and um, Peaches wanted a wetting doll, and Summer didn't want her to have the wetting doll, said she couldn't have it because she was black. And it was just this, but it was a great story because in the end, they find out that they're sisters, and they find out that even though they didn't like each other, they they had, you know, common, they had the same father. And, um, yeah, so that was like, wow. So I submitted this story and didn't hear anything back from Ebony. So I was like, oh. And I was a little discouraged. I would have hoped to have like, at least gotten some kind of feedback, but I, I didn't. So I still continued to write. Then I added poetry. Um, I started writing poetry. Um, I wrote poetry for different events. People would ask me to write poems for their weddings. Um, I did plays at church. And then when I was in, um, what was it, it was 2017, excuse me, 2007, when I first started writing the book, I said, okay, I've been writing plays. I've been doing all this. It's time to do something different. I want to be a published author. So I started writing this book, but, um, you know, I, I just right here, there, I really wasn't being consistent with it. Then in 2009, um, my company that I was working for at the time, Aetna, they were starting a Toastmasters club. Okay. And so I said, hmm, Toastmasters sounds interesting. And I thought, well, once I get this book out, I'm going to have to do readings and I'm going to have to go and right. speak to places. So maybe I need Toastmasters. Okay. So um, I jumped into Toastmasters feet first. <laughs> um, okay. And I really fell in love with speaking. Mm. Never thought, you know, that that was something that I would do. And um, I loved being able to, it gave me confidence, more confidence in my voice. I had already been expressing myself as a writer, expressing my voice as a writer. But now this time I could express my voice to an audience. And I learned that I could impact an audience by the stories that I tell. And Toastmasters, I've competed in Toastmasters contests. Um, the first contest I competed in was a humorous contest. And I did not think I was funny. I was like, who wants, I can't cut any jokes. What is this? But humorous contest is really not about cutting jokes. You know, it's about, you know, really using humor in your story. And so I competed in that contest, ended up going all the way to the district level the first time I competed. Okay. Then the um, then the second year, I did the same thing, competed in the humorous speech contest. And then a couple of years later, I decided, okay, I'm going to tackle the international speech contest. And for those that aren't familiar with Toastmasters, the international speech contest is more like motivational speaking. Okay. And that contest is what takes you all the way to what they call the World Championship of Public Speaking, where you compete with Toastmasters from all over the world. And so that was my goal. I wanted to get on that world stage. I didn't make it to the world stage, but what it taught me was that it didn't matter how many, you know, people were in the audience or what I was saying, as long as I impacted that one person. I didn't need to be on a world stage to impact one person. And I remember um, this elderly lady came up to me afterwards, after my speech, and she was like, because um, in my speech, I talk about the fact that I'm adopted. I mean, I talk about that in my book as well. And she found out she was adopted when she was young. And she came up to me and she said, your speech inspired me so much. 
um, thank you for sharing your story. And she ended up finding her birth siblings from being inspired from my story. So then that helped me to understand that there was power in my words and power in my story, power in my testimony. And um, and so that's kind of what led me into whole, the whole Sherry Speaks Life. Um, because after that speech contest, it was the following year, I um, how I started doing videos on Facebook was I went to a track meet with my, my son and um, something really inspiring happened. Um, there was a young lady on the track. Um, so just imagine that she's like eight, nine or 10 years old. Everyone else has finished the race but she still has two laps to go. So mm-hmm. she's running the race by herself. Right. And so I'm standing there and I'm watching her. And then there's another parent beside me. And she's like, if that was my child, I wouldn't let her do that. And I thought, wouldn't let her do what? Like finish what she started. She has to finish this race. Right. And so when she finished the race, her team, you know, was so excited. Everybody in the crowd was celebrating her. But when I saw that, I saw it from a spiritual perspective right right. and I thought about how we're running this race and God is on the sidelines cheering us on just like her teammates and just like us Mm -hmm. and so when I thought about that I was just so full I was like I gotta share this I gotta share this and so I wanted to share it on Facebook but it would have been like a three-page post so I said okay I'm gonna do a quick video (laughs) okay you know I, I, I never thought about doing video before So I recorded this video about this little girl. I posted it on Facebook and I ended up getting great response, positive response. I may have gotten maybe a hundred views. That was a big deal, you know? And, um, And then from there, I started doing inspirational messages every Sunday. I would just post them. And then um, I decided, okay, wait a minute, I need to separate my personal from these messages. And so that's how Sherry Speaks Life was born. The, I started the page, the Facebook and it's been going ever since, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, as you, as you were talking, um, just kind of, um, you know, I'm an old preacher, kind of rabbit trailing mm-hmm. on what you were talking about is uh, God's on the sideline. But mm-hmm. like you said about the lady, the devil is always whispering. Yes. He, he, uh-huh. he's, he's always there with the negativity that you know what you shouldn't do or what you can't do um, uh-huh. and, and his voice unfortunately is loud enough for the person that's running to hear I'm sure exactly. you know, I'm sure she really was tuning in to, to what was going on in, in, the, in, in the stands she probably could uh-huh. feel that there were people saying that she needed to stop but uh-huh. like you yep. said she started something and that's the way God is, you know, if, uh-huh. if, if we if he started something in us, um, you know, the word says that we're equipped to, to finish every work that he has already, uh-huh. you know, he, he he's already equipped us to, to finish every work. Uh, what I like to do, uh, Ms. Sherry speak life, <laughs> I like to take a little <laughs> break. And then when we come back, I wanted to continue to talk about your book and and your family and whatever whatever is laid on your heart because you you know you you're doing some dynamic things uh, like i said love your podcast you know your, your your books and everything that's so positive and we when we come back i want to continue to have that discussion if you don't mind okay that'd be great all right this is your host dr adrian butler and we're talking with miss sherry jones who uh whose whole persona is speaking life 
we we need that today. We we need mm-hmm. to, we need that today. Um, you know, we shall. The Bible says we shall live and not die, and that mm-hmm. you know, there's life and death in the power of one of the smallest members we have. There's life mm-hmm. and death in the power of the tongue. So when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Sherry Jones. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. This is, again, your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. We're speaking with Sherry Jones, who uh, has, you know, she'll be sharing with us uh, how she started writing and kind of the birthplace of her whole persona that she's doing in speaking life to people, the books that she's written and been a part of, uh, best-selling author. Um, and in all that, that we should understand their hearts and, and my, my my greatest mentor uh was pastor barry williams at broadway baptist church there in augusta georgia uh was his youth minister for three years before he passed and uh he used to always tell me and i've I, I labored that in my heart that your first calling is preparation howard uh ruff also said that uh it wasn't raining before noah built the ark God is always preparing us for something. He's preparing us to perpetuate, to to propel us into a place that we don't even realize we can go. And uh, my guest today, Sister Sherry Jones, uh, struggled with you know at the at the at the uh, before our break, struggled with a little self esteem, and God put these things in place where. She's now a a speaker, an author, a podcaster, and just doing some great things. Sherry, welcome back to Moments of Grace. Thank you, thank you. You know, you you God has been preparing you your whole life to to do what you're mm-hmm. doing right now, um, and you were sharing some of that journey with us. How the uh, podcast came about, the analogy of you know this this true life scenario that you saw this this little girl. Um, running track and after the the after the race is over she's still plugging along and so uh, that was a spiritual epiphany share with us so you have the facebook group the facebook group is going on how did your latest book get birth because uh to be a a best-selling author i'm i'm an author as well only had one that was best selling the others I guess people have used for for firewood or something but (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm teasing. I thank God for everything that we do. But but how did you get to be the the write your latest book, and and what kind of impact has it had in people's lives? Well, how this book um, Speak Life Moment started is actually the publisher that I worked with for the Queen Experience, um, Minister Nikita Davis of Jesus Coffee and Prayer Publishing. And when we heard her, yes. Seen yes, Minister Nikita is slaying the game. I yes, mean, she's just doing, she's doing so much. My yes, <laughs> and so when we were together, um, shooting the book trailer for the Queen Experience, it was we were so excited. The ladies, we were on a yacht at Lake Lanier, and we were just having a blessed time in the mm. Lord. And she looked at me, all right, and was like, "So when your book coming out?" <laughs> there you go. I mean, she just said it just like that. Right. And I was like, hmm, okay. And she was like, yes, I'm talking to you. And so then, you know, we talked and we worked together. And I said, okay, I do have an idea for a book. And, um, and you know, as I was saying before, my idea was to, you know, take these speak life moments and make them a book. And um, I started, you know, just working and asking the Lord, okay, what moments in my life do you want me to share with my readers? And again, I thought it was going to be a 30-day devotional, but he told me to stop at 21. Gotcha. Now, at 21, I was like, well, what is 21 about? Mm. And so I, I thought, well, sometimes they say it takes 21 days to develop a new habit. Maybe that's why. Gotcha. Who knows? So after I completed the book and I submitted the manuscript and everything, and um, I was working with Minister Nikita, we were working on the book cover. And so I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to kind of figure out what I want on my book cover. And she said, well, I see butterflies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay, butterflies. And she was like, yeah, because you know, you're taking your readers on a transformation, you know, they're transforming in this book. And so then that's where I got the subtitle, A Transformational Journey. So I was like, okay. And then when we were talking about the butterflies, I said, let me look something up. So I went online and I said, how long does a caterpillar stay in Mm -hmm. its cocoon? You can guess, five to 21 days. So then it all came together full circle, like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, that's why the Lord had me stop at 21. Um, and so, you know, I gave um, Minister the key to the information. I said, well, I think, we, you know, we're going to do butterflies and this is the subtitle. And her graphic designer came up with this fabulous um, book cover. It's just so beautiful, just butterflies all over. Her. And um, it just shares the message in the book that you are going to transform, transform your perspective from reading this book. Now, what I can say from the feedback that I've received from the book is people have really been um, inspired and touched by, you know, the testimonies that I share in the book. Um, Some of them have like, you know, kind of made it like their own personal journey journal because I have reflection questions in there as well. And so it's an opportunity for you to reflect on the lessons. And as I tell the readers at the end of the book, this is not a one and done read. Right. You may read it and something in there might not speak to you at that particular time. But as you journey in life, there may be something that you're going through and you're like, wait a minute. You know, day six of that devotional really spoke to what I'm going through right now. And then that's your opportunity to go back and reread it. Um, because the way the book is formatted, you have a scripture 
um, then I give you the testimonial. I give you an affirmation, prayer, and then the reflections. And um, so I've gotten great free feedback. You know, um, everyone that has read it said that they were blessed by it, um, that my message of speaking life really resounded to them and taught them some tangible lessons that they could apply to their own life on how to speak life. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You, you know, they, um, as, as, as you were talking, uh, you, you, you hit on some high points. Uh, one that really resonated with me because I've been I've been working on devotional myself and been stuck <laughs> for about, uh-huh. about six to eight months while we well everything has been going on and I have tried to start back and I think I'm at 14 uh, 14 days and just really haven't uh, been able to move forward and I need to look uh-huh. at, at at you know and and see what God is saying about 14 as well you know mm-hmm. also 21 is three sevens you know three three uh, places oh, of yeah. action uh, right. so that's mm-hmm. uh, um, that's another um, power number 21 is such a, a, a powerful number you um, you on this journey you got your book you got your podcast going on how is this affecting your your home life is is you know your, your children uh, Devin and Crystal and your husband, husband Willie, how, how are they coming into play? Are they, uh, I know they're supportive um, in yeah. what you're doing, but, but how, how are you balancing that? And I love to ask people that are real busy, uh, that life home balance, because it can get out of whack when we have a lot of things going on. There may be somebody out there that's getting ready to start this journey as a podcaster, as an author, as a public speaker, and um, need to know how, how to balance um, how to balance everything that you're doing because the fa- to, you know to me anyway the family comes first mm-hmm. and I'm sure with um, with the heart that you have your family comes first as well so how do we balance that or how are you balancing that? that that is a really good question because I'm kind of in the midst of trying to rebalance things I guess per se or or get a balance with the thing because I was finding myself pulling all-nighters which is not a good thing I would you know be doing things during the day and then I would start like maybe eight nine o'clock at night and I'm working I'm editing the podcast I'm doing the email to my email list I'm you know doing the graphic I'm you know I'm trying to do all this stuff in one night which is not a good thing and so I would end up pulling these all-nighters and then the next day I'm dog tired and I'm not able to you know be as productive Mm -hmm. and so now what I've um working to implement and trying to implement is a hard stop like I'm going to work until a certain time at night like so whatever I don't get done I don't mean to to, just I don't mean to cut you off but say that again because we have some workaholics um and my hand is up (laughs) Yes, I'm raising my hand that, too. <laughs> that need to hear that uh, you need to have a hard stop. Go ahead, my sister. But I wanted to make sure yes. the folk heard that that there needs to be a hard stop because if if Sister Butler t- uh, asked me one more time when you come into bed at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly that part. I'm sitting here like, oh my God, like I'm just staying up all night. Okay, so yes, you must have a hard stop and you must have a bedtime. 
so that you you can go to sleep, get that rest, and be rejuvenated for the next morning when you start the process all over again. That's right. That's right. You can't be up all night working on stuff. And I know that's hard, especially for people that, you know, if they have their regular nine to five, then they have ministry, then they have family, they have all this stuff going on. So maybe they don't get a chance to start working on their business until five or six o'clock at night or, you know, after the kids are to bed. That's fine. If if you can't start working until eight o'clock at night because that's when your kids are in the bed and everything, that's fine. But you still need to have that hard stop. Like, okay, I'm gonna work from eight to eleven, hmm. and eleven o'clock I'm getting in the bed because I know that I have work the next day. You know, I have family obligations the next day, and you have to pace what you what you're doing to make those three hours or four hours that you're going to work the most productive possible. That that's exactly right. And, and we all need to hear that. Like I said, I, that's why I changed some things even in, in how I operate because, you know, oh my goodness. Um, I think I shared with you in the green room, you know, we do our interviews one day a week. So it's not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, uh, meet this, get, get on, interview this person on this day or several days, you know, during the month. I just have one round robin go on and get the tiredness over so the next day or two I can can just rest and and so also we need to find uh, a way to prioritize don't we uh, so mm-hmm. we need to find that, that way to prioritize um, we're, we're we're getting ready to to uh, close out the interview here when okay. people read your latest book mm-hmm. what is give me three things that you want them to walk away with I want them to walk away understanding that speaking life is a choice. It's a choice that you must make every single day. It's not something that you decide to do and, okay, I wake up and I'm saying this affirmation and I'm doing all of these great things and that's it. And then the next day, you're going to be attacked again with the same negative thoughts, the same, you know, um, influx of things from society. So you have to be on guard and you have to make that choice every single day. Then I also want them to understand how the power of their words impact every aspect of their life, not just, um, you know, maybe how you feel about yourself, of course, because um, we can often speak life to everybody else except ourselves. Wow. And David said you got to encourage yourself, didn't he? Exactly, exactly. So you you have to start out encouraging yourself. Then once you encourage and build up yourself, then you can impact other people around you. And and the way that it impacts every aspect of your life, it impacts your health. How you speak to yourself about your body, how you speak to yourself about the foods that you eat, about exercise. Um, If you do have a chronic illness, how you speak to yourself about that illness, how you speak to yourself about that treatment, all of that. Um, it impacts your relationships with other people. How are you communicating with other people? Are you listening? Because wow. uh, a lot of times we think about speaking. That's right. <laughs> but we're missing the listening part. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you can't speak life without listening. And then the last thing that I would want readers to get out of it is that they are enough. Hmm. 
Mm. You are Say that enough. Again, my sister. Exactly. My God, my God. Say that again, my sister. Mm. You mm. are enough. Exactly where you are, who you are, what you're doing, all your experiences, you are enough. You don't have to try to be like anybody else. That's right. You don't have to um, look at yourself as less than because you're looking at your neighbor and they're doing this and they're doing that. And we have a lot of, you know, Facebook famous people, <laughs> you know, or right. Facebook, you know, um, had living their best life. On social media, you can present Anything. all the good stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You don't see the bad stuff. <laughs> you know, so don't look at that person that seems to have it all together and compare your life to them. Mm -hmm. You're right. Compare your life to your life and just strive to do better each day. Amen. Today, I want to be better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that's it. Amen. It, it is. It's um, your your three points are, are so beautiful. And. Your your number two, um, I totally I agree with all of them. But number two, I want people to understand uh, number two and three, especially you're enough. But at the same time, number two is powerful because when the plane is going down, one of the first things that they tell you is to put your mask on first mm -hmm. before you mm -hmm. can help anyone else. And so exactly. you've got to do some self-care as you're listening uh -huh. to um, Sister Sherry. You've got to do self-care. You've got to make sure that that you're well. Um, if you're depressed, others will be depressed around you. And, and the uh -huh. Bible even talks about, I always tell my wife, I always encourage my wife because there's a passage in the Bible that says the woman is the heartbeat of the home. Um, mm. and, and you probably experience this as most mothers do, you know, when your husband Willie comes home, he don't go to the kids and say, I had a rough day. He comes to you. He unloads on you. When the kids have right. a bad day at school or being bullied or, you know, uh, the little guy, you know, that, that they thought liked them don't, you know, they, they come to mom. And so everybody downloads on you. So you set mm -hmm. the atmosphere. And if you don't have oxygen, if you don't have okay. oxygen and all the oxygen is out of the room and you don't have oxygen, you can't help mm -hmm. anybody else. And that's exactly. I love, okay. and I think you, I think you hear it if you've ever heard my show before. I love women. I love mm -hmm. women because I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm, I'm not a cross dresser. <laughs> I'm not homosexual. Or anything like that. I'm jealous. I am. I'm just gonna be honest. You know, you just gotta be honest sometimes. <laughs> you bring life into uh -huh. the world out of everything that God created. You're uh -huh. the only being that God created out of the living. And for uh -huh. that, the blessing of that is he gives you an opportunity to bring life out of the living that you can uh -huh. have and nurture. Oh, God. Yes, Bye. yes. Women, I mean, women are beautiful um, women are strong um, and and we don't give ourselves enough credit I, I, for I totally the agree. things that we do I, I totally um, agree I, I, I love to um, 
now my brothers that's listening you guys know hey, hey we there we there guys you know we, we, we there. <laughs> but i gotta give some props to to the ladies you know because it is it, your bodies your your love and capacity to love is mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal to me and then you know i i, I always picking my wife because you know after she had our, our, our daughter and still had a desire the bible says that she'll have a desire for you and i'm looking like girl you just had something come out of you the size of a basketball i wouldn't even <laughs> i ain't no way in the world get dude get away from me i don't want <laughs> oh my god you are <laughs> But that's the divine capacity to love that God uh-huh. has you. And then to turn around and speak life into every orifice, into every space that you have influence is absolutely uh-huh. beautiful. My sister, how can people get in contact with you and how can they get your book? Okay. Um, they can visit my website, SherrySpeaksLife.com. It has all of, you know, my information about my speaking, about the podcast, about my books. Um, they can also um, send me an email at Sherry at SherrySpeaksLife.com if they have any questions. Um, the books are all available on Amazon. And um, one thing that I am um, launching soon, it'll already be out by the time this um, episode um, launches, but I, all of my experiences have led me to realize that I am also a coach. And I have the capacity to help other people to achieve their dream of speaking life and and writing their own story. So my coaching program is called How to Speak Life with Your Story. And I take aspiring writers through all of the pre-writing process. Because a lot of times we think about, oh, I'm a writer, so I'm just going to start typing and that's it. But when you're preparing to share your testimony, there's... There's a lot of hard questions that you need to ask yourself, and there's a lot of things that you need to process to prepare yourself to write that story. So in this five-week coaching program, I take you through all of that. And so if you're interested in that coaching program, you can go to bit.ly, speak life with your story, and find out more about that. Awesome. That is so awesome. That's awesome. And they can get your books, of course, on Amazon? Yes. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you so much, my dear sister, for being a part. Please um, tell your your family that Crystal and I send our love and grace to you all, and we appreciate you for being on a Moments of Grace with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. Amen. That, that's 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 what we should be doing. <laughs> we, that's what we should do. <laughs> have, a, have a good time when we're sharing. I, I truly believe that passion produces power. And so when we yes. talk about what we're passionate about, we we should that, that should generate across the airwaves should be in everything that we do in life, and it should affect people to um, to be the best person they can be. And so I want to thank you so much yes. for being on Moments of Grace. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. That was Sister Sherry Jones, who uh, <laughs> has a beautiful persona. Um, Sherry Speaks Life and I tell you we just thank God for her coming and sharing her story Uh, busy busy lady please take everything that she has shared with you especially us workaholics that we need to have that cutoff time and take those those points that she has given us about her her book but not just that go and get her book 
uh, I believe it will, will help you. That devotional um, shows some of the pivotal points in her life. And, and, you know, there's nothing like life experiences to bring you to a place of realization into a place of, you know, if God got them through, uh, I can get through it too. So go and get her book, get in contact with her. Uh, she's getting ready to start coaching. And you can see by her persona and personality that uh, she's, she's going to be totally positive and get you where you need to go. With that said, I'm so happy that you are a uh, listener to Moments of Grace. Uh, if it lays on your heart, please, 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 we're, we're in season two. Uh, consider being a partner. Come on and partner with us. This is a great podcast. We have great guests that come on and we want to continue to expand the podcast and we want to continue to expand the things that we're doing. Uh, also, uh, we have just started, um, you know, this is not, not plugging anything, just telling you the truth, but we also have um, merchandise for Moments of Grace. We just started that this year. Uh, we'll have cups and, and if you want to kind of take notes, we have uh, notebooks with the Moments of Grace logo, ink pens and, and, and the like. And, and soon to come is we'll also have t-shirts and I want you to, to, to just get some of the merchandise that we have for Moments of Grace and continue, continue to live the best life that God has given you. With that said, we are so happy that you're here with us, dear hearts. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. See you next time on Moments of Grace. Have you ever wanted to learn how to trade in the stock market, maybe for an exchange or even how to buy investment property? Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, TradeAcademyPro.com.